It's time for a 30-minute sports show, which discusses sports in the DMV. Game Time explores professional, collegiate, high school, and amateur sports on and off the field that contribute to the excitement of sports in the city of champions. It's Game Time with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., Lois Cook, and Bruce Walker and friends. All right, welcome to another edition of Game Time. Ah, oh, man, you know, it's a lot going on this week. We got the doctor in the house, Dr. Miles, Richard Miles. We've got Keith Jones, and we've got the fanatic fan himself, PJ Jameson. And Lois Cook will be joining us in a little bit, and we're going to talk about a lot on the show. But let's just start off with talking the NFC. NAFC championships yesterday. So let's go into the local favorite, the Baltimore Ravens. What'd you guys think? Is that what you thought of the game? You know, it left me speechless too. Um, some some of the things that went on in that game, I just look at it like, man, you had the game, but why so many crucial penalties, unnecessary roughness, roughing the passer, um, intimidation. The, these are were penalties that killed him in this game. You know, I understand that you want to intimidate your opponent, but it's a time and place for that. And these are crucial things that happened during the game that really handicapped them and and helped to put them in a situation to lose. So, Keith, what are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, you can't turn the ball over. And they had two crucial turnovers uh, in, in the end zone. Uh, so that that kind of upsets the apple cart. But you can't make foolish mistakes. I've never, I've never seen. Now Patrick Mahomes is always going to put his hands up like he was roughed every every play that he gets tackled. But the uh, the line play, the <laughs> unnecessary roughness. I, I'm not seeing that go. The offside, maybe so, but um, they called the unnecessary roughness 15 yard penalty, and that was uh, went from a small error to a a big. Just uh, Baltimore just never found their rhythm, and they and they just the, the wheels came off. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like, you know, we've got a lot of people out there that's trying to weigh in on this because I hear the noise in the background from the from the fans around here. So hopefully they can be a little bit quiet um, while we're in the show. Uh, but PJ, what's your thoughts, man? So, again, when it's your house, you're supposed to have some intensity. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be out there with fire coming out of your eyes. And, and I didn't see that from Baltimore, not, not one whatsoever. To me, it just shows, okay, they weren't, you know, it's about the people who've been there already, which was Kansas City, and they're still playing like rookies. They let them off the hook. They, they had a chance to really take this team and win. They let them off the hook. Yeah, I mean... So many penalties, so many missed tackles. So many, you know, uh, the the one penalty when you're taunting on the field, when you're just getting the first down, uh, uh, you didn't get the touchdown. You got the first down. There's no reason for you to celebrate anything yet. You're down. You're down a whole touchdown and field goal. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, I I think you had, you know, the right people there that, you know, with Suggs coming out and, you know, Ray Lewis and all that to give them the motivation. And they were that that nasty team that did things, the intimidation and everything. But they always knew how to play the game and, and hold back the emotions and just put it all into the hitting of it all. I think, you know, I don't know what happened, but I think some of the team just got caught up in the emotions of the game and, you know, uh, it just transcended into really, really crucial mistakes and penalties. So, well, you know, Bruce, it, it's interesting you say that because the emotion was never there throughout the game, but at different times, watch a defensive back for the Ravens come up and make a tackle for loss, and then celebrate like he, like he had actually done something tremendous. You know, they, they let themselves. You know, get a what this motion came out. They were down by ten points at that time, and it's like you made it. Yes, you big time tackle. But that's nothing to celebrate. He was ready to run into the end zone and celebrate. That's how that's how jacked he was. Great, get back there, make the next play. Your team is on side. I will say this: the highlight for me and for the fans, we were going crazy when we saw uh, Lamar throw a, a a pass and catching himself and get the first down. That was great. Yeah, and you know he even got a kick out of that one. You know, you could tell him he was talking to the other t- other players on the other team and just kind of joking with them about that. So it surprised him too. So let's get into quarterback play during that game. Um, you know, Lamar, it just seemed like he didn't turn it on. Yeah, I, I don't know. This without a sink, it was just definitely not the Lamar we're used to seeing. I mean, he had a couple runs and nothing like the previous week. But yeah, there, there, there was a lack of rhythm on both sides of the ball and nobody could figure it out. There were no adjustments. I'm not sure that John Harbaugh is the greatest adjustment head coach in the league to begin with, but you didn't see much of anything different, any adjustments made to, to get the, the rhythm going for the Ravens. But I have to say, gentlemen, it, it, it was atrocious in the fact that Baltimore was so worried about not losing the game, they forgot to win it. And as for that rookie, it just goes to show you, man, the stuff he was doing didn't make sense. Put both hands on the ball if you're going to dive in for an end zone. Secondly, you know, they need to take all this foolishness out. The game was lost because Baltimore, as you stated, at North Tennessee, they at home, and you let people come and push you around in your own house. I knew that game was over, and I told a lot of people, and I froze out there messing with you. Uh, I want you to know that, uh, Brooks, Bruce. I froze messing with you. I shouldn't have never went to that game. I'm sick. I got to go to Super Bowl sick. It doesn't make sense, man. I'm hurt. Well, you know what, man? We 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 sorry you had to go through that hurt in, uh, physically, uh, and 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 you know it, it must have been mentally agonizing too. But you know you got to oh, do what you got to do. Now you're on your way to Vegas, uh, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. But you know you got something to look forward to. So I want to wrap it up by saying, uh, in terms of the the Ravens and the Chiefs game, it, let's look at how important quarterback position is. You got Mahomes, who's been in the league six years, six years. Out of those six years, he's been out into four out of five Super Bowls. 
That says a lot. I mean, can you imagine, you know, a rookie coming in and then all of a sudden getting used to playing in nothing but Super Bowls? So that poise always comes through in these games. It's just like him and Kelsey. They could be behind by 17, 20, 23, and they still have the poise to come back. And let's just take that same thought over to the next game, which is, you know, the Detroit game. And I tell you, I was really disappointed in that because the 49ers have that same poise. And no matter how much they were up at the half, you had to say to yourself, hey, it's not over yet. They're going to get their, their composed. They're going to get their stuff together. Shanahan was livid on how things were going on in the first half. And then you had, unfortunately, two Crucial mistakes from the coach. Now I know all year long they made their 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 seasons on going for these fourth down plays, but this is the championship game. When you get an opportunity to score points, you know you got to score them. And that first decision, way you can get a field goal, it could right, have been a round, you know. And then you don't do that. Then they come straight down the field, couple lucky plays, score, momentum goes back on the other side. And then we see it at the end of the game where they could have tied the game up and had a chance to go into overtime or possibly win. And they go for it again. So, I, you know, I really like Detroit. I really love their coach. But this is the championship. And there can't be mistakes in the championship. And these teams that are poised, they've been there before, you know. So that that's that makes a big difference. But I'm gonna open it up to you guys. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, let me take this gentleman right quick. First of all, as you guys know, physical mistakes you can understand. Even the guy was bigger, stronger, faster than you. But to make a mental mistake like that, knowing that you points are hard to come by knowing that you should have kicked the field goal and you're going to do that, that just goes to show you bad culture. Now, mind you guys, that's the same offensive coordinator that they're going to bring here to Washington that I heard. So get ready for some rough days even ahead, y'all. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hey, Doc, is that on the, is that on the coach or is that on the, on the offensive coordinator? I think that was on the uh, coach, it's right? on the, it's on, uh, Yes, both. Because if the offensive coordinator wanted to do it, then the head coach should have overrode him because he's the head coach. But if the head coach would do it, he need to be fired because that don't make sense. Absolutely. I agree. I was around, I'm going to jump in right quick, Bruce. I was around a lot of Detroit fans, and I mean, they were living to be up and going up in the half, 24 points, and then you come back and you just, the third quarter was just trash. The third quarter, you, you were also, again, missing tackles. Uh, penalties, dropping passes. Three times you had an opportunity to get a first down, you drop the pass, then you throw an interception. You weren't aggressive. It's like you just gave up. And then, like you said, the coach, you take the points that you have the opportunity to get. This, this is for the big show. This is the go to the Super Bowl. All the fans, everybody I was around was like, fire this guy, man. Well, I don't know. It's not the head, but they had nothing to do with the show, but did they get a phone call, Bruce, Bruce or what? I, I don't know, but... Something happened. We didn't show up in the third quarter. 
We're going to come back to that in a second. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Game Time. We'll be right back. DC Radio Mobile App. It's the brand new DC Radio Mobile App. Now you can hear your favorite DC Radio programs whenever and wherever you go. Listen on your iPhone, iPad, or Android phone. It's free and easy to download. Just click on the iPhone or the Android icons at the bottom of our webpage at dcradio.gov and take DC Radio everywhere. Listen live or listen on demand to DC Radio. In DC, 4DC, 96.3 HD4, and DCRadio.gov. All right, we're back on game time. Pretty heated discussions going on. And now we have the lovely Lois Cook that's joining us. She's out there traveling right now on her way en route to the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, and all that, which we'll talk to her a little bit about in a second. But let's just wrap up this conversation here about the game. Now, I got to tell you, man, you know, there's a lot of things you can say about that coach. Uh, Dan Campbell is, yes. I guarantee it's probably his decision because he's been doing it all year. So he just took he took the same thing that got him there and he made the decisions and, you know, it didn't work out. We would have been talking about a whole different thing if it had worked out. Absolutely. Then then you have some people that should have caught balls that that really is an issue, too. But, you know, I got to tell you, even though I was for Detroit to win this game and I really wanted a Ravens Detroit Super Bowl, which would be totally different than what we're used to seeing. You know, even though, you know, you got to say whatever you got to say, that coach turned that team around. That team was 1-15 a year when he got there. Now they've been winners for the last two years. Saw him on hard knocks, fell in love with his attitude. He's a great coach. I don't think firing is the answer. He just, he just took a gamble and he lost. And I guarantee you, next time around, he won't take that chance. So, Bruce, you know, don't do that. Please don't do that, Bruce. Bruce, you in a you in a championship game. You might not go back again. Just like the Eagles, you have to take advantage of the situation now. The day is now. Don't worry about yesterday and stuff. No bad decision gets you fired. You know and I know that was a bad decision. So what he did last year has nothing to do with the fact did they go to the NFC championship game last year? No. They had an opportunity to steal this thing, and they blew it. So let's don't don't give people flowers that don't deserve them. It wasn't just last year. He did that this that. whole season. I've I, I watched games. He did that this whole season, so it wasn't out of— I know, but I'm saying sometimes you have to draw the line. Come on now. You're, right, that, right. Detroit will not show up no more. Just like right. the Eagles. You, you can't play you. like this is a you can't excuse me, Doc. You can't play like this is a regular season game. Thank you. You got all Thank the fans you. behind you. All the fans you behind Detroit expecting to go to the big show and you drop the ball. You choked. You choked the whole third quarter. I'm no not question. saying that none of the things that y'all saying isn't right. I'm just saying don't go after firing the coach because that's the wrong move. Lois, what, what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> I think at the end of the day, yeah, the coaching has a, a huge role in this, but the players all, also have to make the plays. And I think this is not so much on, um, you know, uh, Detroit choking, but you got to give testament to the 49ers. Th this is a team that has been solid the whole entire year. I was surprised at their performance in the in the first half. PJ, um, shaking your head. You, you can jump on in. But they they have they have been um their offense has been solid their defense has been solid and their special teams has been solid this team has shown up this whole season so for Detroit they had to come correct this game and unfortunately like you said to 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 your point they chose look they should have made it Lois, I, 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 I got they shouldn't have made it past Detroit <laughs> come on, I, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Lois you are a queen among kings 
I'm a fan, <laughs> but you're totally wrong. San Francisco has been winning in as like a one-legged dog. They you had them down. They're supposed to get beat, <laughs> okay? Right. I mean, come on. It's, it's no, not. What, what are we talking Purdy, about Purdy here? was throwing interceptions all year. I mean, come on. No. No, 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 no. no indeed not. This is a team has it's, it's uh, tried and true. They have proven themselves this year. From their offense to their defense to their special teams, they show up game after game. Now, are our teams going to be perfect? No, absolutely not. But this is a team that I have uh, utmost respect for, for for all of the games that they've played this season. So when D- when they came to face Detroit, Detroit needs to respect that too. So when you come into a game and you start making mistakes, that other team is going to expose that. The other team is going to take advantage of that. You can't expect. I disagree with you, the Lord. Yeah, I, I disagree with you because respect is earned. And the 49ers have been uh, 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 like a pretender all year long. Now, let me ask you this right quick, Lois. Do you think that they have a chance in hell to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? To be honest. Yes, I do. Absolutely. well, I'll take whatever bet you want to put up because Kansas City will beat <laughs> you them. You're going to wear, you like gonna wear a tutu. When I was at the Super Bowl in Miami, <laughs> when they beat them down there, they will beat them again. What have, what, well, what have we always said about these teams? This is the NFL. You are going to get professional athletes, and these teams are going to show up. So, yeah, you can. Um, we're going we gonna to put a wager on this. Doc, Dr. Miles is going to be wearing a tutu. There you go. There are no match for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, y'all remember I, I said now, that. Now, these are two amazing I'm, I'm back you on this one, Doc. I'm going to back you on this one, Doc. <laughs> all, I got to say, all I got to say is Taylor Swift. We'll be right back. (laughs) Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) DC Radio. DC Radio. Where you can hear the Brazilian Hour. He was a singer, guitarist, songwriter, actor, and painter. Active for more than 70 years. The Putamayo World Music Hour with Rosalie Howard. He has an international fan base that continues to appreciate his beautiful voice and songs. And Rememories for Seniors with Elliot Michael Gold. In DC, for DC, DC Radio, 96.3 HD4, and dcradio.gov. All right, we're back on game time with all the Swifties out there as the number one football fans in America, even if you don't know anything about football. So we're going to go to Keith Jones in the local sports report. Uh, Bruce, I have a team that also beat Detroit. The Wizards beat the Pistons 118-104. All right. Road. Look at that. That's a team that they... They, they got Bagley, and I think they're better off for it. Uh, this week, they're at San Antonio, then home against the L.A. Clippers and the Miami Heat. Turned to college basketball, Georgetown women's team lost to St. John's 57-56. H.U. women's won their third straight with a 54-51 win over Morgan State in a MEAC matchup. Bison 6-12 and overall, 3-1, and more importantly, in the MEAC. Howard's men's basketball team, Lost to Morgan State in Baltimore, 85-79. They're at Coppin State this week. Turning to high school, the DCIAA girls as Dunbar undefeated 7-0 in the league, followed by Jackson Reed at 7-1. And Acosta comes in third at 7-2. Then Coolidge and Eastern tied at 6-3. On the boys' side, Jackson Reed still perfect 10-0. Coolidge goes to 9-1. Cardozo with their loss falls to 8-1. It's Ballou, Banneker, and Roosevelt at 7-3. And, and Dunbar at 6-3. All getting ready for the championships coming up on Saturday, February 17th. That is our local sports report. 
Well, you know, Cardozo, dude, Miles just had a bad weekend. I mean, he's just had Man, a bad weekend. But I'll be there tonight, Keith. You know, it's a big game tonight for him at Cardozo, so I will be there. So, PJ, you out and about. Where were you dining this week? Okay, so yesterday I, I, I started off at Jake's Tavern. Uh, lots of Detroit fans were, were in the house. Uh, and they, and they, uh, then I went over to a staple in DC. I went on over to Hugh Street, um, to Ben's Chili Bowl and Ben's Next Door, where the fans were were everywhere. I, I had a chance to uh, get a couple of uh, interviews and exciting uh, things going on in DC. They, everybody wanted to see again. Everybody wanted to see Detroit take it, and everybody wanted to see Baltimore take it. The place was packed, man. All right, well, we're going to hear a couple of those interviews uh, in a second. Um, we'll do that at the end of the show and go out like that. But now let's talk about the next things up. Let's talk about the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. Now, our lovely Lois Cook is going to be at both, and then Miles is going to be at the Super Bowl. So, Lois, tell us what, you, what you're looking forward to happening at the Pro Bowl and some of the interviews from both of these you guys are going to hear on Game Time. So, this is our game time will be at the Pro Bowl and be at the Super Bowl this year. So, Lois, what's up with you? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, to get in and play in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. And they're um, playing flag now anyway. I don't know. Should we even have but, a Pro Bowl anymore? Well, that was that was the next thing I was going to say. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm, um, you know, I like to hit people. So, um, but it will be interesting to watch to see the the different dynamics. You know, flag and tackle are two completely different games, and you can't always translate both, but they they do um, have some similarities. So it's going to be interesting to watch and see how that how that um, how that plays out. Well, you know, I think there's a difference in those who are playing flag competitively, like in now in the Olympics, but there's a difference in Pro Bowl players playing to have a joke. I mean, you know, that that's just it's just taken away from the whole meaning of the game, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot stand this. I don't know if this was a joke or what. Why even play the Pro Bowl if it's not going to be a game? I remember the old days way, way, way back ago, you know, you know, I, you know don't mention me, but they used to play. And they were serious about it because you get an opportunity because at the NFC East, if the NFC won the championship or the AFC, it gives the NFC an opportunity to get back. At least they won the All-Star game or at least they won the All-Star game, the AFC. Now, it's just a, it's a joke, Keith. Yeah, really is. I, just, I mean, I don't need to see guys running around trying to grab flags. I, I realize, you know, we talked about the injury. <laughs> <laughs> not, not wanted to get into that, but but then, then why play the game if you're not gonna if you're not gonna play the game that you play normally? Uh, it's 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 just so been so degraded over the last almost ten years now. It's ridiculous. I think it's basically as an excuse for everybody to go and party for a weekend someplace before they leave and go to the Super Bowl. That's pretty much what it, what it's become. I've been at, at a Pro Bowl before, and that's what's happening. You know, so. I don't know, man. It's I agree. I agree with you guys. I know, but it's a lot of fans. That's an opportunity. If they can make it, they go out and they want to hang out at the uh, all the different receptions. They make a week out of it. They get to meet their fantasy football players and all of that. So the fans love to go to the Pro Bowl. Do we like to watch it? No. <laughs> no, I'm not even, I don't know. I'm going to watch it because Lois is going to be there. That's the only reason. And you guys out there. Me too. 
Me too. Listening to some of those interviews that she'll be doing with some of the some of the people that are there. So let's go on and let's go to the big game, the Super Bowl. Miles going to be there, representing not only game time but the inside the MFL, and the lovely Lois Cook will be there representing game time. What do you guys plan, have planned for that whole week there at the Super Bowl? And you know what? Do you, what can you tell the viewers and the and the audience that they're going to get a treat and listening to some of the things you guys are doing? Absolutely. First of all, you go there for a lot of connections, as most people know. You know, that's what it is, a big old party. But more importantly, you better take advantage of the connection that you'll make. Uh, but it's, in terms of uh, the game itself, by the time the game plays, suddenly everybody wore out and tired anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. it, it's just a big old party for a whole week. And I don't know why I'm ready to kick myself because uh, I'm leaving to be there. I get out there Monday. But Bruce, let's just go back now. We've been covering the Super Bowl for a couple of years now. Now I've been out there for a couple of years covering for, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. uh, DC Radio and stuff. Uh, although y'all had the names and stuff wrong, you know, the uh, uh, year yeah, that came, well, we I ain't taking the that. Blame for but that. It's going to be straightened out this year because we got Oregon. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But it, it's a great time and it's an opportunity to meet a lot of Hall of Famers, which I run into all of them all the time anyway, and get an opportunity to go to a lot of stuff I'm always go to, see old guys I had a chance of playing with and against. So that, that's always good. Well, we can't wait for some of the interviews uh, that you guys do there because that that the whole show next week is going to be about the Pro Bowl and everything that Lois is doing out there. We'll hear from some of the players. We'll hear from some of the fans. And then the following week will be the same. We'll be exclusive on Super Bowl coverage with both of you guys out there. So we're looking forward to the interviews that you got with people and um, your your perceptions of what's going on there. Lois, what's your approach in covering this? Well, prior to the Super Bowl, let me back up a little bit and uh, talk about the week. Um, like like Dr. Miles said, it, it is definitely a great networking um, week and a, a week full of festivities. I think everywhere you turn, there's going to be something, some kind of event. Um, but I'm also going to be host or not hosting, but coaching um, a football day. It's called A Day in the Life, which is a football clinic for women to come out and see what it's like to be a football player for a day. So I'll be coaching in that. And then that same evening, the NFL wives will be doing a flag football uh, tournament as well. So looking forward to that. And then there's also a fashion show. So um, I'll be pretty, um, pretty busy leading up to the Super Bowl. Probably like Dr. Miles said, it will be exhausting by Sunday. But I'm excited to um, to just get in and see the energy like I'm, I'm really big on the energy, especially, you know, in big games like this, just to feel the fan, um, how the fans feel. Um, what the players are looking like, what's the atmosphere like, that's going to be big for me. You know, one thing, Lois, you said that was really, I can't wait to hear, you know, some of the interviews from the the Wives game. And also, it's great that you're doing something there to actually have women players that are actually going to have an opportunity to play during that week. And that ties right into the WFL and the DC Divas. That's a, that's a great, yeah. you know. Um, this, is, this is an event that happens every year. Um, it's run by Dr. Jen Welter. She was one of the first uh, coaches in the NFL, female coach, excuse me, female coaches in the NFL. So she hosts this event to really give exposure to the women and um, to give them an opportunity to learn the game, but also to, to, to get hands on, to hit somebody and see how it feels. You know, wives don't like to be left out all the time, but there is a, a common um, 
um, miseducation, I guess, among women when they're watching these games, um, you know, or there's a common idea that that women don't understand the game and it hasn't they haven't always been included in it. So this is a way for them to come out and see what it's all about, to learn a few things so that they can uh, follow along. You know, of course, we do have women out here who are much more experienced, but this is a great opportunity for all ages and all different backgrounds and people who don't have experience or if they do have experience to come out and have have a fun day of football. So, PJ, when you're out this weekend and, you know, going out where you go out with and all of these sports bars and restaurant hangouts that the fans are at, I want you to ask everybody a question. Ask them, do they know that there's a professional women's football league? And I want to hear some of the comments next week that people have Absolutely. to talk about that. All right. So, hey, this has been a really, really good show, I think, uh, this weekend. We're looking forward to both Miles and Lois's candid uh, insider's approach of both the Pro Bowl and uh, the Super Bowl, all for you guys out there that are game time audience. And of course, we'll continue with the local sports and everything that's down there, getting people riled up uh, with PJ in all of these places. So for Bruce Walker, that's me. And Dr. Richard Miles, Lois Cook. That's me. Jay Jameson and the James himself. Keith Jones, and also DK and Sports Anchor. Um, we will see you next time on Game Time. Now, if you want to give us some comments or call in with your, some opinions, or maybe you even want to be on the show, you can call 202-671-0066. And that is the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment. We'll see you next time on Game Time. DC and DMV, this is PJ from Game Time, and I am here with a fan, and she's we're at Ben's Next Door. What's your name, lovely lady? Courtney Stevens. Courtney Stevens. What brings you out here today? Um, just hanging out. We wanted to come out, watch the game. Of course, the Ravens, we're cheering on the Ravens, looking for the home team to win. Um, we're with some friends, just in DC, kicking it. Okay, all right. So, so you're you're rooting for the Ravens. We are. But you're from? I'm from Dallas. So, I love my Cowboys. Go Cowboys. But, and they you know, sitting at home on okay. the couch. It's okay. That's right. Uh, it's all right. I'm cheer for Ravens. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, America's team is done. Yeah. So, now yeah. you're going for the Baltimore right. Ravens. I get it. I get it. I get it. We go so, black all day. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, is this your first time? Here? No, it's not my first time. Um, I come to DC often. I love it. It's such a good vibe. Chocolate City is where it's at. That's what's up. It. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this to you. The food is magnificent here. Have you tried the food? I haven't tried the food yet. What's good? Like what? Do I need Everything to try? is good. The good? devil eggs with okay. the crabs on it. Let me just tell you something. The crab meat here in the in the DMV yeah, area is phenomenal. Can't beat it, yeah. Can't beat it right? Right. Okay. So that's what I'll have to get. Okay, I'm all gonna right. check it out. And tell people to come to DC. Okay. To hang out at all the local sports bars because okay. this is where it's at. It's where it's at. It's a good time. The vibe is great. The bartenders are great. So yeah, I'll all definitely right. come back. One last question okay. for you. What's the number one game show in DC? Game time. Game time. That's it. Thank you so much. You are lovely. We'll be back at you. We got a lot more to come. You've been listening to Game Time, a weekly DMV sports show exploring the professional, collegiate, high school, and amateur sports on and off the field that contribute to the excitement of sports in the city of champions.